Hi, my name is Angelo, and this is the Queer Talks podcast, where we talk with different professionals and subject matter experts on what they do, how they got there, and the unique perspective on the market that we're in. Queer Talks is the perfect podcast for anyone wanting to learn more about the corporate space. We hope you enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Queer Talks podcast. Today we're joined by the lovely Naomi Lee. Naomi is a second year corporate lawyer at Allen in Melbourne. She did her first rotation in banking and finance and is now rotating currently in mergers and acquisitions. So please welcome Naomi. Thanks, Angelo. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Yeah, excited to be here and and talking to you. Great. And we'll just start by uh, a few icebreaker questions here, Naomi. The first one being, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, Jay, uh, that is a hard question. I I actually don't think I really thought about that. Um, Though I do remember talking to my mom about it when I was young and she's like oh you should be a chartered accountant I'm like oh okay that sounds cool don't even know what that means um but maybe that's my answer then I but to be honest I no I probably didn't think about it as a kid it's too busy reading Harry Potter or something what would your favorite Harry Potter be out of the series oh man that's hard I feel like someone asked me that recently I like an answer that my friend once told me I think book one because that's where you get introduced to the magical world of Harry Potter. So maybe I'll have to go with uh, the Philosopher's Stone there. That's a great answer. And um, our next icebreaker question here is, if you could choose any other city that other than Melbourne, where would you have your home base to live at? It's also a very hard question. My extended family is in Hong Kong. So perhaps I'd nominate that city because I'm well acquainted with it, been there a couple of times. But otherwise, you know, I might, put out a shout out to Utrecht in the Netherlands, uh, which is where I studied on exchange a couple of years ago for six months. So maybe one of those two cities because I know them well, but nothing exciting like, actually, you know what? It might be nice to live in the Caymans or Bahamas or something, but, you know, never been there, so I can't comment too much on it. Yeah, great. A bit of sunshine. Yeah. Um, it'd be good to start us off maybe into a deeper introduction into who you are, a bit of background into maybe what you studied, what your work was prior to Allens, and how you ultimately landed your current role. Um, as you've mentioned, Angelo, I'm in my second year at Allens. And prior to that, I did a Bachelor of Laws and Commerce at Monash University. So I did that for about five and a half years. And I was going to take the half year off to travel the world before starting at Allens. But Unfortunately, that was during the COVID period, so couldn't go anywhere. But in terms of how I got to Allens, I probably took the very vanilla route, which was applying for the clerkship, which is basically a fancy word for internship. So I did the internship at Allens, and then I got accepted, thankfully. And yeah, here I am at Allens. So very, very linear. Unfortunately, no no juicy stories to tell there. Yeah, great. And I'm sure part of us, uh, our listeners are already well-versed in the legal sector before maybe more of our potentially younger audience or our, our listeners who are not quite well-versed in the commercial law sphere. Could you give us a rundown of maybe who Allens is, um, what their practices are, 
Um, cause I know when I started, I was like, Alan's the confectionery company. <laughs> so maybe it'd be good to give us a rundown of who the company is, who, who the firm is. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes when I tell people I work at Alan's, they're like, oh yeah, the lollies brand, right? Uh, but no, uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't have many lollies on hand at Alan's. So Alan's is a law firm. Um, we operate nationally and We've also got an alliance with Linklaters, which is a law firm based out of London. So that basically expands our global reach um, to all parts of the world where Linklaters operates. And I've done, yeah, one or two things with Linklaters, which has been a really great experience. Allen's itself is Australia's oldest law firm, and we're actually turning 200 this year. And I think the firm is planning some sort of celebration, but um not sure what exactly yet. Yeah, exciting. And could you give us a rundown of maybe your current role um, and the rotations that you've had? So my first rotation was in banking and finance and my current rotation is in mergers and acquisitions. So at Allens, we do um, a two-year grad program. So we do one year in each of your preferred rotations. So as a banking and finance lawyer, we act for a whole heap of clients, but I guess to simplify it, you're either acting on the borrower side, or, so you know, say you're a company who wants to borrow $800 million, you'll act for them or you'll act for the banks. And sometimes it might be one bank or it could be a syndicate of banks um, banding together and lending that money, especially if it's a bigger sum, like 1 billion or so. In mergers and acquisitions, um, that's all about buying and selling companies. So I was able to work on a deal recently where we acted for the purchaser. So we were basically trying to buy a company. And yeah, that, that's a very sort of general overview of what we do in banking finance and mergers and acquisitions. So as you can probably tell, they're both quite corporate and transactional based. Yeah, right. And on the very transactional side, as a junior lawyer in your graduate program, could you enlighten us on maybe what work you've been exposed to so far or the, the responsibilities that you have early on in your transactional legal career? Yeah, great question. I might draw on my banking and finance experience because I think I've only been in the mergers team for one or one and a half months. So I, I might draw back on my banking experience. So as a junior lawyer in banking, a lot of your responsibilities lie in managing the conditions precedent process. And just to explain that, so you might have a facility already and drafted, ready to go, but the borrower can't actually draw down on that facility until it meets a whole bunch of conditions. So the grad or the junior lawyer is usually in charge of making sure that the borrower can meet those conditions so that they're able to draw down on the loan um, so in banking, especially, I feel like there's a lot of project management skills that get developed because often there are many conditions precedents that you've got to be on top of and they're all moving and changing and at different stages. So definitely a great team um, for anyone out there listening to consider moving through if you're um, sort of interested in that, in, in that area. Yeah, great. And I kind of want to delve a bit deeper. You mentioned there's a lot of project management in the actual live deal itself, but I'm sure you have a lot of other duties and responsibilities as a young grad. What does your scheduled day in a life 
look like if you could give us maybe a brief rundown if you like on when you get a chance to um, check your emails talk to the team get done with the work all those fun things so I guess a day in the life changes depending on whether I'm working at home or working in the office I definitely prefer working at home um, love wearing comfortable clothes um, just being being by myself I'm probably more of an introvert um, but I also love going to the office just to meet up with people so I guess if I'm working from home I will wake up at 8 30 although on occasion have done the old 8 55 a.m wake up and roll out of bed ready for work at nine uh, but probably not a great habit to get into so typically I'll wake up at 8 30 I'll check my emails on my phone um, check the news so Alan's is great they gave us subscriptions to the uh, AFR and the and the age so I check those two websites see what's going on roll out of bed and have breakfast and yeah log on um, to my computer typically on some days we'll have team meetings as well so we'll catch up with the team via Microsoft Teams and I'll get going with my day um, inbox management outlook inbox management is really important because sometimes you'll get stuff that have that has come in overnight or tasks that you know, a senior might might give you. So um, sort of prioritising those tasks is probably one of my first items to do in the day and then I get going from there. Yeah, great. It sounds like you do have a lot on your plate and there's a lot of incidental skills that you have to master to get through your busy schedule. To be successful in the role, could you enlighten us on maybe the key skills um, and attributes that you need to succeed in your role? Yeah, I'm quite a junior lawyer right now, but I can, so I can try to tell you what I think um, is our great skills to be a lawyer. So as I mentioned before, project management is probably quite important in terms of a um, transactional rotation. I I didn't do any rotations through litigation or more advice-based teams. So unfortunately I can't comment on um, those areas but definitely for banking and finance for example being organized is super key but I think this will probably apply to all groups at Allen's but having a great attitude and saying yes and taking initiative with things is, will probably take you a long way um, and, and to be fair probably would take you a long way not just at Allen's but at any other law firm or any other areas or um, co- corporate firms that your listeners might be interested in yeah great and I kind of wanted to touch on as well you mentioned that you didn't do that litigation rotation in your grad programs I feel like after doing a few clerkships you're you're kind of funneled into either the transactional or the litigious side I just wanted to know how you concluded that you want to go into the corporate transactional side of of the law yeah so I actually didn't do any clerkship rotations in litigation except for perhaps competition which does have some litigation aspects this probably isn't a fantastic answer but I probably steered away from litigation because I didn't want to do legal research as much obviously there are some aspects of legal research in in corporate for example a client might ask you a question on director's duties or constitutions for example Um, in banking there probably isn't as much legal research Um, so that's how I sort of ended up in those two teams and I 
I've I found that I've really loved banking and finance and, and mergers and acquisitions. Um, just going through that deal process and making sure that we get there and um, sort of the joy that you get when the deal closes and you think, oh, you know, I was a part of that. I, I made that happen. And the clients are really happy at the end. So it's all kind of happy. Um, whereas I've heard perhaps in litigation, um, the matters are perhaps, a, you know, a bit longer, you know, because they go through the courts, whereas deals can happen very quickly up to, I've had deals go for a couple of months, but some that have just closed in a span of a month. So probably the timelines are a lot shorter in corporate or, or banking and finance as opposed to litigation, which maybe suits me a little more. But of course, that uh, doesn't suit everyone. Yeah, right. Would you consider yourself now as a, uh, what they say, a deal junkie? <laughs> deal junkie. Uh, shout out to the deal junkies at Allen's as well. That's uh, uh, it's actually our group chat name, uh, the banking and finance group. Uh, which is pretty funny that you brought that up. But <laughs> cool. uh, shout, out I, <laughs> shout out to the deal junkies. But yeah, I guess I guess so. That's probably a good term to use for transactional lawyers. Actually, it's pretty funny. Cool. And have you had any key highlights so far in the banking finance team, or maybe in your short stint in M and A? Yeah, great question. I think the highlight of my year in banking and finance was working on the Northeast Link transaction. So um, I'm not sure where your listeners are based, but that's basically a, a new road that's being built in Victoria and it's Australia's largest PPP and a huge transport deal. Um, we acted for the sponsors, the sponsor group, which was led by Capella Capital. And um, it was just a massive, massive deal. So to be able to be part of that as a grad was extremely rewarding. Um, I had ownership over the CP process and because it was such a big deal, there were so many conditions precedent that um, I had to be on top of. And one thing I really liked about working on that deal was that I could work with my colleagues in the projects team. So I was always on the phone to um, the grad in projects because we'd be trying to manage these CPs together and also to the grad in Sydney who was working on the corporate side, the equity side of the deal. Um, so to pull all these different um, groups at Allen's together and to be able to work with grads of different teams was, was really rewarding. And um, just to be able to get that deal through, it was um, definitely a hard slog, but to get it done, it's definitely a deal for the ages. Um, and I've been told we probably won't get a size, a sizable deal of that nature in banking and finance um, probably for a while. Wow, incredible. Um, it's, it's crazy to see that, you know, you partaked and, and applied your skills in such an amazing transaction and have that tangible, tangible effects to see afterwards. And that you guys also collaborated between different practices and different offices. Yeah, it's really great to see. Yeah, um, definitely when I, you know, when the, when the road gets built, I'll drive on it and think, well, I had a, I had a very small part in this, I guess, which is pretty cool. Um, since you've been exposed to, I guess, a few financing transactions, do you know which one stands out the most for you? Is it the project financing side, like the North East Link, or is it another type of financing, or do you not know yet? Um, I worked mainly in project financing because that's what my um, supervising partner specialised in, and I guess for um, some of the other grads, they probably did more pro property financing because that's what their partner did or just general corporate financing because that's what their partner did. So a lot probably comes down to who you get allocated. 
um, I really enjoyed my time doing project financing um, with my supervising partner. Um, one aspect I like about project financing is that you do get to work with the projects team, as I have um, said previously, and it's great to see these assets being built um, in its intangible way. Perhaps you wouldn't get that in a corporate financing, for example, where a, a company is just borrowing money to um, use for general corporate purposes, for example, whereas in project financing, typically you're borrowing money to do something with it where, where you know, you might be building a solar farm, you might be building a road, a bridge, et cetera, which is quite cool. Right. I just want to take a, another step back um, in both of your rotations, quite corporate and transactional. Um, it would be subject to, I guess, a lot of developments either in Australia or, or globally. Um, and you mentioned previously that, you know, Alan's does give you that platform, the AFR um, as a subscription you can check. Um, how do you personally ensure that you're across with all the new developments, whether it be economically, politically, financially, that affect the markets that ultimately um, affect your legal work? Yeah, so I think the easiest way to do that for junior lawyers or anyone interested in the field is to check the AFR, um, which is the Australian Financial Review. Um, it basically collates all the biggest topics of that day in the, in the corporate or I guess finance sectors and puts it on the front page. And that's a really great way to stay abreast of what's happening in the market. Um, and if, you know, journalism is really good, um, very informative. But past that, I probably don't do too much because I find that the AFI is already a great resource on it for a day-to-day -day basis. Obviously, you might get a task at work to delve into a sector more deeply. So you might do specific research there if, when you're directed, but generally on a day-to-day -day basis the AFR is really great great awesome and would you encourage students to adopt that um, inquisitive mindset if they want to embark on that commercial law career yeah definitely as a student I did not sign up to the AFR because I think it is like $30 a month or something like that um, so as a student if you're keen definitely get into the AFR but um, do appreciate there's probably a cost barrier there all right great and for all our listeners who are now admire the last 20 minutes of your legal career and now want to carve out a similar uh, avenue um, I want to take a step back into you mentioned the vanilla process you had into coming into Allen's what are your top tips for students eyeing a clerkship at Allen's yeah clerkships are a very competitive process I think and I won't sugarcoat that aspect of it um, at the end of the day there are limited spots available and many many law students who would like to get a clerkship so I think the first thing I would tell a student who is in that process is to try to not stress about it too much but to just put 100% of what they can into the process because at the end of the day um you know, if you get a clerkship, that is fantastic. But if you don't, um, that's equally okay because you will have known that you've put in 100% into the process. I would say, yeah, don't stress about it too much, but I know it is stressful. So it's probably not helpful information that students probably want to hear. But in terms of trying to get a clerkship, um, I guess it 
depends on what year level that student is in. If that student is quite early on in their uni degree, like first year or second year, I would try to recommend um, getting a part-time job in the law industry if possible. I know it's super duper hard to get one. And if you don't, don't fret because I know people at Allens who didn't have a legal job before they got into Allens. But definitely having a part-time job is handy. So that that's something that you can talk to in your interviews, you know, even if that's working at Myers or David Jones, um, showing that you can work in a team is is key. And I think interviewers want to want to see that. I think as well, trying to keep your grades up is really important. Um, doing well academically is well regarded by by the law firms. But again, as I said, I think in a previous question, just having a great attitude and taking initiative is is really well looked upon. Yeah, no, that's definitely great advice. Um, and in, during your clerkship processes and your different rotations, what do you think differentiated Allen's from the other firms that you clerked at? Yeah, I was very fortunate to have done three clerkships. Um, so I did one in summer one, summer two, and winter over three different firms and in three different sort of areas. So I did employment law, I did competition law, and I did projects. I think I did ask this question. <laughs> I, I, I think it is a very common question for students to ask, you know, what, why should I go to your firm or what drew you to Allen's or what drew you to HSF or what drew you to Mallison's, for example? And the answer that I always got from the lawyers was, oh, it's the culture and the people. Everyone used to say that I'm like, oh, as a student, I thought, oh, that's probably not that helpful. But unfortunately, that is the answer that I'm going to give you, Angelo. Um, I really like the people and culture at Allen's. And for everyone listening out there, there's no one best firm. It's about finding what is right for you and finding the vibe of the firm that suits you best. Some people might like the vibe of Allen. Some people might like the vibe of, I don't know, Norton Rose Fulbright. And, and, and might not like the vibe at Allen. So it's about finding what's right for you. And it seems like a cop-out answer, but that that's my answer, sorry. Uh, I'm sure you are uh, thinking not to say that once you make it to the other side, but it's all truth, isn't it? <laughs> once yeah. you make it there, yeah, <laughs> great. And I guess what, what would your advice be for students who are a bit more unsure about which law they want to do, specifically whether or not they want to get into commercial or corporate law and what corporate law really does entail um what would your advice for them be I actually didn't set out wanting to do corporate law in fact I um I actually had an interest in criminal law if you can believe it um but I saw that clerkships were coming up and I thought I should give it a go you know say yes take initiative have a go and I did and I found out I, I really enjoyed it so I'm probably not the best person to speak to because I, I wasn't one of those um, students who was like yes definitely want to get into a law firm and do corporate law and do deals deals and be a deal junkie um, but you know that's what I fell into and that's what I enjoyed yeah I would say that you were the perfect person to ask that question to to be honest there's a great disparity between banking and finance and criminal law so um yeah no that's great so just take that initiative and put your best foot forward and see 
how it ends up. That's right. I think some students might be unsure of whether or not they like corporate law or or not. And I think the best way to see if you like something is just to give it a go. And it's fine if you do the clerkship and you decide, ah, oh, you know, corporate law isn't for me, but at least you've had a go and now you know for sure that's not right for you. Great. And before we close off, um, we've listed off project management, taking initiative, reading the AFR. Um, what would your advice be for law students right now who want to work on your future North East Link projects or your future M&As at top tiers? What would your advice be for, for students like me who want to follow in your footsteps? Yeah, I would probably reiterate what I said before, just having a good attitude, taking initiative, definitely checking in with your senior lawyers and saying, oh, I saw that this came into our emails. Is this something that you would like me to take a stab at? Because I know you're quite busy, for example. So taking the workload off the seniors is probably um, one tip I'd, I'd say, trying to help out the team as much as you can. And through that, I've, I've learned so much um, in terms of getting different sort of tasks, for example, um, the seniors at Allen's are great. They'll give you tasks to have a, have a stab at. And, and that's a great learning opportunity for junior lawyers. So yeah, taking initiative, being curious. Um, those are probably the two main things I'd say to students and lawyers or grads just starting out having a good attitude, basically. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Naomi. It's been a pleasure to, to unpack your brain through your experiences. And I'm sure our listeners uh, have felt the same. So really thank you for your time. Thanks, Angelo. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for joining us. We hope you learned a thing or two. Don't forget to check out our socials included in the show notes and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye for now.